This podcast is rated M for Mature, Peggy 18, and R100. Everything I know, I learn from Frank Miller, and everything I do, I do as fast as flash run quarterback status, and then some. Damn the new 52, buying up every issue on DC, not exclusively what I'm into, bastards, comics with the healthy Wolverine classics. Sold down below, so anything can go. Hell be exclusively filled with past enemy. Save a And you killed your dad for the second time in hell, man. Tell me that's not badass. Man, tell me that ain't badass. It goes Batman Detective here on the dark night and robbing. I'm robbing. Stop and I'ma lose my damn mind Like Logan this time All possessed by the red right hand Fighting X-Man Storm just chilling Nemesis laughing Cyclone mentally prepares for eye blasting Novels with the graphics Picture strips See comics need to settle down Just a little bit and go back underground Life for permanent bastards Got it right though They write to keep the scene on the right track So they read stack after stack And report a back Someone gotta stab these creators in check, man. And the verdict is Jason Aaron, yeah, he's in check. Tony Daniel, yep, in check. If you read a comic, put it back. Plastic sleeve, hard cardboard back. Then in the milk crate, black. Filed alphabetically, no, seriously. Welcome. You heard some familiar music, and now you're here. This is the Comic Bastards podcast. I know you're missing the M and the F, but that is that is gone. And you can still call us a CBMFP, but we will be branding this as the Comic Bastards podcast because, frankly, I want people to find it on iTunes. And it's impossible to do that when you don't already know the call sign or whatever. We want to call that acronym instead of uh, the shit I said. But anyway, it's the same but different. We have a different format. We'll be discussing that. I'd like to bring in Steve now to say hello. Hello. Hi, that Steve. Was, that was really chipper. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, guys. I mean, that's that's fine, Steve. That's that's what people expect from you. I mean, well, I don't know how to take that, but I'll, I'll just take it. I'll just take it like I always do from you, Dustin. Slow and deep. Man, there it is, everyone. See, the same but different. <laughs> We're back. We're back. But yeah, I mean, we are. This is just the Comic Bastard podcast because I want, you know, just that random person that's looking for a different comic book podcast to be able to find us and for iTunes not to be like, what does the MNF stand for? No. All right. We bury you. We bury yeah. you. Like we did towards the end of your run. We just bury you to where people don't even know you're on iTunes. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of the, the reason that. And it's kind of, we have a little bit of a rebirthening that we're Ooh. doing. Ooh, like where it. it's a you know we're renumbering but it's kind of the same <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna chop up our stories more and pump out more per month no actually we're gonna go to a bi-weekly formula to to make it a little easier in our lives so you're just gonna have to bear with us that uh you won't yeah. hear us every week 
That's true. As you can hear, my child just got home, so you can see what we're up against here. <laughs> yes, we're we're up against schedules, people, but we uh, we have stuff to talk about. Uh, we're abandoning the news and reviews format. Not that we won't ever do it or use it, but we are going to kind of uh, just make it more of chatting, like right now, and we're going to get caught up. Steve, how the hell are you, and what have you been doing since... Uh, we took a hiatus that no one thought we'd come back from. Oh God! Including uh, myself. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was surprised to get the call. I saw the the Thundercats logo in the sky and heard Dustin just yelling "ho," and I came running in my loincloth. To be fair, it was "ho ho ho ho." It was. It was during Christmas. Yeah, like I guess a lot of shit has happened. I was gonna say, like, I was gonna ask you actually beforehand, but I never got the chance. When was the last time we did one of these? It was quite a few months ago now. I feel. Uh, it was towards the end of November. Mm, yeah. So Jesus. So let's see. We lost in that time period, Leonard Cohen, George Michael, Carrie Fisher. Uh, who else? We lost like a bunch of people. A bunch uh, of people died. Just like every, we lost humanity. Really. Yeah, we, lo- we did. We did. We lost the American dream. Uh, you know, we lost 2016. We already America. lost Dusty Rhodes. Oh, that. Boom. Okay. We got the American Nightmare. We did. We which did. is cleverly timed and planned. True. Um, otherwise, no, I don't know. Like, I've just been kind of hanging out, you know. <laughs> my daughter's been <laughs> recognizing me again, you know, trying to, to ditch all my fatherly duties. Um, She's like, you, you feed me sometimes. Eh, sometimes. She's got to work for it, though. She's got she's to earn ador- her food through combat. Be adorable and fight this squirrel. <laughs> Oh man! Like, again, the squirrels bite. That's true. Like, actually, it's true. I've already discussed the squirrels around my place. They're mostly domesticated, but I feel like there are a few outliers that she could have a good, decent tumble with. We'll see. Not exactly sure. I do yeah. hate the natural world, so it's entirely <laughs> possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing huge. I think we're going to discuss some of the things we've been uh, keeping our eyeballs, you know, fed with in terms of comics and movies and all that. I haven't watched any TV. I was going to say TV, but I haven't. Um, who, who has time for TV? TV is like middle school. When your kids are in middle school, we'll both rediscover TV. Yeah, that's so true. I have like a TV show I watch. What is your I one like TV show? I'm, I'm, I need a TV show. What, is, what are you watching? Superstore. What the? I don't even know what that is. Superstore is ba- it's basically Walmart. I think call it Superstore. I mean, you can call it, it's like a Walmart Target hybrid, but more on the Walmart side. Is um, this just you going to Walmart and watching people and filming no, it? No. Okay. It, it's basically a, a workplace comedy, but it's set in a retail arena. And oh. it, is, it is painfully accurate, but I find it hilarious because of having worked retail so much in my life. And so I actually really like the hell out of it. Is this the one with Ugly Betty in it? Yes. Okay. All right. America Ferrari. I uh, Ferrara Ferrera. For, I don't. Ed, Ed Ferrera. I mean, I've, Ed Ferrera. I fucked it up. I was trying to be courteous and not just call her Ugly Betty, and then I was just like America Ferrari. I white <laughs> everybody. Um, yeah, she's the lead. She's actually. I didn't. You know, I, didn't, I never watched Ugly Betty, but I actually really like her in this show. Yeah. Uh, there's a a black guy that. Uh, is in a wheelchair in it. Not in real life, but in the show, he's in a wheelchair. Okay. Don't get an actual disabled person for a show. 
But no. That's, well, they they can't act, right? They've got their own yeah. problems. I mean, yeah. that's here nor there. Yeah. But he is uh, quite funny in it. So hmm. okay. But yeah, I, there I, you go. That's my one show, other than anime. But I don't count anime. Well, no one does. So <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Steve. <laughs> the anime podcast will be returning as well. Uh, well, that's good. That's good. I would like <laughs> on an opposite bi-weekly schedule, oh. just in case you're wondering. So you're going to be weekly. The only weekly element to any of the the Comic Bastards Empire is going to be Dustin Cabeal. Yes, but okay. we'll get the same product weekly because doing two in one week was killing me. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I get that. I used to have that with the ladies and the confused young men, but. It's good to hear that you've got a show. I have nothing. I, I kind of started, tried to get caught up on House of Cards after a while. And that was, like, it's good, but it's super, super depressing right now. Yeah. Just with everything that's going on. Like, the storylines, you know, they're just too similar. It's too soon. The, the, the wound is still too raw. Yeah, I have never watched it, and I kind of don't know if I can. I just don't know. I mean, aren't we just living it now at this point? Yes. Yes, so. life is theater and not the good kind. Yeah. It's not Hamilton, guys. No, because then it'd be all white, right? Wow, there we yeah. go. There we go. So. There it is, Dustin. Way to just race it up in here. I mean, thank President Racist for that. That's what I call him, by the way. Or Sexist, President Sexist. Depends on what he's doing. I mean, it's your so. favorite is that you can apply to this guy. Pretty much. So President Narcissist, That that works too. Yeah, he is kind of a piece of shit. But anyway, we're, we're not we're moving not. on from like real life supervillains. Dustin, you tell us now, uh, since I didn't have anything uh, to contribute. Like, invite us, peel back, if you will, the the curtain of your boudoir. Uh, allow a smooth the bed with your hand, pat it a little bit, and welcome us in. Uh, tell us as you unbuckle the belt uh, on our jeans. What has been up with you recently? Um, I, just, I was just like, just keep going. I just want to see how much of this you have. It's the theater of the mind, but you just gotta keep going, you know. Steve, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Okay. That's happened to me very recently. That'll probably shock a lot of people, as it did in my real life off air. Wow, a lot of people. I have sold my entire comic book collection, with the exception of six short boxes. Wow. Okay. To give everyone an idea, that is 54 long boxes and over 13,000 comic books. All right. So I have a series of questions. <laughs> As I suspected you might. Yeah. Uh, the first of which is why? Steve. Yes, Dustin. 54 long boxes is why. <laughs> um, for a while, it worked when we lived in an apartment for five years and had a, a closet that perfectly fit long boxes. And that entire closet was a wall of comic books. And that was great. That was perfect. But then we moved. And I moved up uh, three flights of stairs and said, I'm not bringing these in. Also, we had two deadbeats living with us at the time. Just going to call them that. That's what they were. That's what, they'll always, that's what they'll always be to me at that time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no room and so I put it in a storage unit and the storage was affordable but then after six months it went up 14 bucks and mm. after six months it went up 14 bucks and here we are starting the stint of like the third six month period and it's going up and I'm just like that's a lot of money to be 
not looking at these fucking comic books ever. Uh, so aside from not wanting to just have to move them into my apartment and stare at a wall of comic books, I also took the, the mental realization of as cool as this would be to give to my son one day, that's a fucking burden I'm going to unload on him. And sure, for like the first couple of years, he'll be like, this is awesome. This is my dad's comic book collection and shit. And hey, he might even get some pussy out of that. I don't know. Or some wow. dick. I don't know. It's too far in the future for me to tell. Who knows? Maybe he'll get both. Best of both worlds. I mean, why not, really? I mean, at that point, it'll be like 2020 and we'll all be getting it that way, probably. So, Wait, you mean like the show? No, no, no. God, oh. no. Never oh. liked the show. Okay. Like 2020, the year. Come like, on the, now. I get it. The show. Do I, did I have to do 2021? Is that Does that work for you? That actually does work better because 2020 right. is a show. And if all the people on that show are fornicating, I was going to say I don't want to watch that, but I kind of do want to watch that. 2022. <laughs> I, I don't want to see anyone in 2020 with even their shirt off. Oh, so. man. You are. Where's your class? Where's your Where's your I, thrill for the new, my friend? And, and thrill for wrinkles, obviously. <laughs> yeah no i'm pretty sure there's a easy way to find that on the internet wrinkly people fucking Ooh, yeah that's a lot of videos i think i'm just gonna shoot myself now i've actually got them all saved it's on lemonparty.com guys check it out <laughs> the fact that you had a website at the ready for that joke just i i wish people could see me shake my head just look who you're talking to dustin anyway you were talking about your own long boxes so yeah, so I, I I sold all my comic books and I I don't feel I felt bad about it at first. I regretted it. I kind of wanted to just like instantly back out. And I'm sure I could have, but I just became the responsible adult and realized um what is this doing for me right now? Nothing. And I will fully admit, there was a time in my life where I bought shit and a lot of it. I was buying every single Marvel and DC book that came out in a week. For like two years. See, just knowing now, you, I, I can't even fathom that actually happening. Selling the books or reading all that Marvel and, and DC? No, no, no. I can see you selling it. Uh, although I do have a follow-up question to that. But okay. um, yeah, you reading on a regular basis Marvel and DC, just knowing how discerning, let's say, you become in your tastes for comics. Well, that's the thing. That's what got me there was yeah. reading all that because when I first started it was just like you know it's like a lot of readers you just get your favorites and you keep reading your favorites and occasionally those favorites let you down so you try something new and then that's how you kind of get and, and it's not uncommon I'm sure a lot of people that can afford to and which I could at the time start buying more and you start buying more and you're more and especially with the way Marvel and DC are so connected you're like oh I kind of want to see what's happening in this snapshot of the universe and then you know like a lot of people like strangely try to peg me as a DC fanboy, which I think is so weird because uh, like 70% of my collection is Marvel comic books. Mm. Um, I was a huge Marvel comic fan. It took me a while to get into DC comics because I was so lost in the universe. And I was like, who's this Calypso fuck? He sucks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Starro fucking... <laughs> Brown starfish, my ass. That's what Whoa, that guy is. That is literally what he is. That is. And he does mind control? Come on. Come on. Well, He's a, he's a dominatrix. Anybody who wants to uh, go down the route of trying to affect Starro in any particular way is going to have to undergo some mind control, let's say. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, 
Yeah, I was I was a Marvel fanboy. It's just Marvel, and I really think it was Marvel now that made me stop reading Marvel. Like the if first, I if the first I wanna, Marvel now, you mean? Yeah, the first one, not the the shattered Marvel now that they're on or whatever the fuck they're on. Yeah. The post Secret Wars five now, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Uh, yeah, like I actually thumbed through all their releases this week just to see if there was anything, anything that I, I wanted to read. And I really, it's boiled down to where I see that they have two types of books. They have the goofy, no consequences books. Or no, I'm sorry, three types of books, three, three types. Okay. There's the goofy, no consequences books. There's the very serious for our own little bubble and the writer and artist get to do whatever type of books. And then there's the universe books, which are, kind of like the goofy unconsequential ones but they have these dramatic just one dramatic scene that's all they need per an issue mm. and like that's what it boiled down to me was just like they have three types of books and i just don't have any interest in it. just looking at the covers i was like god who why do i want to no one wants to read this like i just don't want to read it yeah i mean not not to get off topic but it's true i mean i'm i'm currently wearing a marvel shirt that my my mom got for me and it's you know it's a thing, but yeah, it's it's a parent purchase. They knew mm. my little boy loves Marvel. I'll yeah. get him the Marvel shirt. He loves the superheroes. Get I mean, him the superheroes. Sure, he looks like he's about to go play for Notre Dame, but <laughs> first thing I saw yeah. I was like, he's a Notre Dame fan. Weird. Yeah, it's true. Like I am. It's like a dark blue. Uh, kind of what, what green would you call it? Forest green? No, it's not quite a forest green. Oh, that's green? It looks gold on my screen. Well, it's... Thank you very much. I assume you mean golden as you look at my man tits, but uh, just don't don't answer it. Just let me have this for like two seconds, man. Uh, just let me have your desire in my on my chest. So it just says Marvel, and it's just a really badly colored version of just like... I'm showing Dustin currently of Iron Man and Thor, and it's just really bad. So And, and Captain is, America is down by their crotches. Yeah, he is. And it's just really... I don't know, oh, and Hulk's really there looking like he's about to throw up a hamburger. He is, yeah. It looks like uh, it looks like Mjolnir is shoved in his starro, basically. Pretty much. That's kind of what's happening here. So uh, that all notwithstanding, yeah, I, I am... As always, I'm a big Marvel fan too, but what Marvel is doing right now is what DC did with DCYOU, DCU, right? Remember that whole thing, the experiment where they were trying to make uh, specifically catered books, I guess you could say, um, and trying, I guess, new things with new characters where now basically everything is Squirrel Girl um, in Marvel or, yeah. you know, and it's just... And everybody sounds like Squirrel Girl, uh, and it's well, just annoying. And that'll bring me to because I think we could just keep progressing this conversation organically now. Mm -hmm. uh, that brings me to Civil War, and which I'm just calling Civil War. There's no reason to call that movie Captain America. Okay, Civil War. Here we go. And uh, Doctor Strange, where everyone like, especially watching Civil War. First of all, everyone was absolutely right about the Spider-Man parts. That was. The best Spider-Man. Hands down. I'll give you that. Everything Spider-Man related was great. Ant-Man didn't piss me off either. Uh, Black Panther, I don't know why everyone was shitting their pants for that. I was just like, okay, he's bulletproof. Cool. He didn't really do anything. He was a good actor, but it was just like, he just kind of wants revenge and duh, he's going to come to his senses and be like, this is dumb. I'm just like you, Baron 
redoing Zumo, whatever. <laughs> Zumo. He's a Zumba. Baron Zumo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everyone had jokes, like everyone. It was just like, okay, my turn to do a joke. Okay, my turn to do a joke. Okay, here's the heartfelt scene for a moment. And now it's my turn to do a joke. Like everyone. And Doctor Strange was no different. I was just like, wow, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch. And he is a fantastic actor. He is versatile. And he is an actor's actor. And this is terrible. I don't want to ever see him like this again. Oh, my God. He just apparently was just like, hey, I'll try something for a paycheck. All right, now I'm stuck in this universe. Oh, I'll be back in Thor. Yeah, no shit. Gotta do yeah. something with that. Well, that, um, that yeah, yeah, go on. And I, I don't want to say anyone who has a problem with Batman versus Superman, it's the same movie as Civil War. So if you like Civil War, you don't ever get to complain about Batman v Superman. Okay, we'll get heroes, to that in a minute. <laughs> heroes fighting heroes, controlled by a obnoxious white guy that wants to prove he's smarter than everyone else. Which movie did I describe, Steve? Okay, but you can't just say, well, okay, you yes. The, thematically uh-huh. or contextually, they are kind of the same in that way. I agree. But at the same time, the tone and the feeling and the enjoyment of those two movies is way different. You're right. There wasn't as nearly as many laughs in Batman v Superman. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, like if you're just and going I didn't for a funny experience. As much. In Batman, as in Batman versus Superman? No, no. And Civil War. Oh, I rolled okay. my eyes a lot in Civil War. Yeah, every time there was a joke, I didn't think it was like. Let me, let me do joking. it for you. Okay. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what how I watched half of the movie. Ladies and gentlemen, I just think I saw Dustin's O face, and it's as glorious as you expect. You did not, but thank you for the compliment. No problem. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Go continue going. No, that was it. Like just thematically, okay. I mean, just everyone's a comedian. Everyone like the jokes per minute in a Marvel movie is ridiculous. Like you can you can set a watch to it. Like I guarantee you, time it every five minutes. Someone's gonna make a joke. Uh, probably go back and watch. Unless there's an action sequence, that's the only thing I'll give you. Action sequence, you're looking at a ten minutes. Yeah, but that's what I think is what draws those things together. Like I didn't think it was egregiously over humorous or like they were trying i think that dr strange definitely was like yeah. the way they shoehorned in the str- the the humor in that one i agree and apart from the visuals of that movie and maybe the last like five minutes um i just thought you know if if this had come out uh when iron man did it would have blown us away but now we're so used to this formula that we don't like this is not surprising this is not interesting it's visually stunning and that's about it um, and there isn't enough meat for for even an actor like him, who I don't like. He's good. I don't really rate him that high on my like favorite list of actors or whatever. But he's good. Um, I like him in Sherlock. But I don't know. Like that one, it was just ham-fisted. Whereas in Civil War, it felt like you had all of these personalities, and while they were all humorous, I felt like they had enough of a different voice within that humor, if you know what I mean. So I, it didn't like weigh down on me like it did with Doctor Strange. Well, so here's here's my big thing with Marvel comic books because the movies, whether anyone wants to admit it, has affected the comic books. Because if you look at the comic books and how everything's unbeatable Squirrel Girl, it's the same thing. All these mm-hmm. comic books, they're all cracking jokes now. They have very few serious books. Like, tell me, why does Daredevil need to crack jokes too? Well, you know, that, why that's does happening Hawkeye for a while, have to, though. 
well, exactly. But yeah. in reaction to the movies, and that's how the movies are. It's like I get it. Real life, we, we all tell some jokes and stuff here. But no, not everyone. They're, everyone knows that one has that one friend or person that's like, you know, they just laugh at the jokes. They're not essentially funny, but they laugh at the jokes. And where was that? There was no straight man for any of these movies. Everyone just gets their five minutes of, of Waka Waka. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my problem. It's, and it's like, and that's the thing is, I think Doctor Strange kind of revealed the formula more for people. But I watched Civil War after Doctor Strange, and I could see all the same pacing like that all of the marvel movies have the same pacing the title just changes it's just really it's like you're just getting one big movie that never stops and that's kind of the same theme for the comic books too because whether you like it or not it's bleeding into the comics more than i think people give it credit for and it's because they're enjoying it still but the minute you stop enjoying it you'll see it'll stick out like a sore thumb and you'll be like god this is god you're just killing me with this shit right now Maybe, yeah. But also what you're describing is something episodic in nature, right? So like as much as the comic books, and I agree with you, have taken from the movies, the movies have also definitely taken that particular thing from the comic books, where regardless of how many crossing over it does, and the voice of the each and, and each and every individual book, there is... I love a, how you're doing fake science, like our fake math right now. With that I pencil. am, with the pencil I'm doing. I just it. had to give everyone that visual. This picture Steve with... <laughs> with a pencil in the air actually like doing long division what color and, is this pencil hold on it's just orange i guess number 144 <laughs> that's how i do all of my math <laughs> yeah it's like i'm doing a beautiful mind thing over here mm-hmm. um so basically there is this there's this one thread there's this one kind of tone that establishes at a base what a marvel movie is um but because it's episodic you're right i mean it is one continuing movie they know that, and they're they're accentuating that fact because this is a shared universe, which again is taken from a comic book um, or from the Marvel universe that you fell in love with, that you just said. Yeah. Um, so that I don't really have a problem with that, and I guess in the culmination of all of that, it can get bad, as it can in comic books. I remember in in um, Rick Remender when he wrote Axis, the first time I read Axis, which was like what a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Uh, which was awful, like awful. I love uh, Rick Remender, but this was bad. Everybody was making the same jokes. Everybody sounded like Iron Man. Everybody was was horrible. Um, but my daughter is trying to get in and yelling my name. I apologize. I, I heard that. It was very cute. Yeah, yeah. she is um, doing that a lot now. Uh, she's like, Dada, I, I disagree. You're full of shit. See what I mean? She knows what's up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so like, I, I don't mind that so much. Um, when it happens egregiously, again, in the comic books, I hate it. And when it happens in the movies, I can... So I get what you're saying, Steve. You don't mind it as much when it's in movies because there's a longer, I guess, gap between absorbing the material. And I don't mind it either in that case. But I guess when it just feels like the same movie... Not so much like one long movie, but it just seems like, God, didn't we just fucking watch this? It's just a different action sequences in the same movie. That's what, I don't know. That's how the Marvel movies feel to me. And then I yeah. guess I'm just a, a jaded Marvel fanboy. So <laughs> I think I'm becoming more of a jaded Marvel fanboy, certainly. Um, and it's true. It's true. I did still like um, Civil War. I thought it was a fun movie. Like it didn't, 
It's like we were talking about House of Cards earlier. People say you shouldn't watch that movie because or that show because it has nothing to do with real politics. I'm like, I don't watch it because of the real politics. I watch it because it's theater. Um, it's what I want at that moment right then. Um, and I thought Civil War had a lot of great action sequences, had a, a pretty good ensemble cast. They had a lot of good characterization I thought was going on. Um, great fight scenes, obviously. And, uh, and the thread of it at the end kind of, where it mixed things up was great, but now it's not anything, it's not a patch on Civil War, which is, or Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, which is objectively the best uh, Marvel movie because it at least changed things up or uh, played with its gravity and was just a well-told story and narrative and subverted the whole superhero idea. But I still enjoyed it. Like, whereas in Doctor Strange, I think that's where my jadedness comes in. That's where I saw the cracks after you. Um, when you saw it in Civil War, like this is where I'm going, okay, we need to change things up. So I'm hoping in Thor, I'm hoping in Guardians 2 that they're going to do something different. You're giving me that skeptical look and I agree and I know. Have you seen the trailer for Guardians? Oh my God, they're hyper aware of what they are. Yeah. Hyper aware. I have no hope for that. I enjoyed the first one and it just seeing that trailer was just like, uh, so did he add the button that kills everyone right away because we needed this joke? Is that is that the joke that he he did that so that we could have this joke? Is yes. that the joke? Because I'm not laughing. I'm not. I mean, it's it's funny to the extent of hearing Groot like Baby Groot do that. Like the joke is funny, but when you examine the logic and when they try to tell you the logic, it's just like, well, that's not good. Then yeah, you know. And the whole I argument, agree. if he wouldn't have tape, it's you. I was just like, oh my God, how long is this joke now? Yeah. We are past the point of funny, people. We That's are true. We are early 2000s SNL bit, and it wow. will not stop. Whoa. Okay. I don't know if we're there yet, Dustin. Just keep those gloves up, pal. But oh, I don't know. I don't what, know. Are you, what are you thinking before I ask you about another movie, which is kind of not comic related? Uh, what are you, are you looking forward to? Or what are you thinking of Thor Ragnarok before we've seen anything? Like with the news that is coming out, like I love Planet Hulk. I think that you liked Planet Hulk when it yeah. came out. Um, do you think enough is going to be seeded into the movie that it could be interesting for you? Or do you think it's just going to be another Thor movie? I, I think it's going to be a Thor Hulk movie, really. I don't mm-hmm. think it's trying to be a, a Thor movie. Um, I don't know. It just seems like a weird meshing of storylines and it just it's like they've basically said they're not going to do a standalone hulk movie because they just don't work you know you need the way they've structured the movie universe you need someone else for thor or for hulk to play off of um why not get thor he's the only guy he can punch and doesn't break there you go put them together uh i don't know i mean i, I don't even know if i really want to see that one i think the thors have are arguably not arguably the weakest. I think everyone agrees that the Thor movies are the weakest. Yeah. It's like people like Chris Helmsworth and stuff, but for whatever reason, it, they just don't do anything, especially the second one. Like I'd rather watch the first Thor, even though it has all these huge leaps in logic and shit where he's, he learns like a, a moral lesson in two seconds from not being able to pick up his hammer. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, now I will be a good guy. <laughs> like what? That's it. Just why don't you just make the hammer really heavy before anyway? Then he would have been like, ah, I learned, Dad, I learned. Um, but then the second one was just like, here's some red shit. I guess this is an infinity stone. 
God, we got to get Natalie Portman in this movie more, but we just don't know how to make that work because she doesn't have any superpowers. Get that one chick that says those things that are funny and then make her say them all times 10. Listen, I forget that actor's name, but she can sit. Cat Cat Stevens. We'll go with Cat Stevens. Not Um, accurate, but we'll Yeah. So anytime that that Cat Stevens is in the movie, Cat Denning. Dennings? Whatever yeah, that's close. That's close. She cray hot. Like I, she's a bit of all right to me. So she can say so, whatever the fuck she wants to. I will not watch that stupid show she's on. But I mean, come on, two broke girls. You'd love her on that. It's just her doing that character for I, thirty minutes. I prefer two broken girls <laughs> to two broke girls. No, <laughs> that sounded a little bit serial killerish. No, why? I why? got him in my basement. I didn't mean like physically broken. Although that's fine too. I meant emotionally broken. Maybe that's what the two broke girls refers to. That's probably what it is. It's true. It's not. They're poor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I mean, I took a chance on Doctor Strange because of Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't really care what Marvel has in the next year. I can suffer through some DC ones just to, because I haven't seen as many as i have marvel you know and if that makes me a dc cinema fan whatever uh suicide squad was terrible so it, and and only terrible because of how generic and average it was mm. like you didn't need anyone in that movie to have superpowers <laughs> like like here let me let me redo suicide squad for you band of convicts sent in to stop a nuclear warhead from going off from another convict that's basically all Suicide Squad was. Wow. So isn't that, isn't that what Con Air is about too? Pretty much. That's mm-hmm. what a bunch of movies are about. And that was Sweet. the problem with that is that it was just other movies and they tried to put superheroes in it rather than making it a Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. That and Will Smith, oh, I, he can't be that bad. He loves his kid. He's teaching, <laughs> he's teaching his kid math based on how to murder someone. That's wow. funny, right, guys? <laughs> parent of the year and then when you see his kid you're like oh take the award back take you award. probably should have just murdered your kid that's <laughs> basically yeah. where we are right now you should just stop having them yeah go full scientology or don't will smith Jeez, wow there it Quit is dancing with it dancing with the stars so to speak so that is a complaint that i had for the uh, for well kind of along the same line of thinking with another movie that's come out since last we spoke which what, okay, I'm just going to ask, what did you think about Rogue One? Saw last night with one Kevin Beckham, R.I.P. Oh. Uh, R.I.P. his appearance on this podcast. No, no, he's dead. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't talked to him today. He could be. Okay. So, wait, is this the first time that you and Kevin both saw this movie? Yes, yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, hit me. Um, so, here's... I'm going to use this bottle, mm-hmm. Steve. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, this is the bottle of okay. All right. right, right here at the bottom, bottom of the okay barrel, just almost into terrible and bad zone right there. That's uh-huh. where the movie is. Okay in the sense where I didn't leave horribly offended, but I was so close. I was, I was very close uh, because everything that was, I was told about this movie um, was that it was about a double agent doing espionage to get the Death Star blueprints. 
not the most conveniently written character ever who has just happened to be related or raised by someone that was important to getting the Death Star blueprints, which is what that movie was. Mm. Um, I don't know. What, what did you think before I, I ramble on? Because I'm sure people want to know where you stand. I stand. With the Rebels or with the <laughs> Empire? Uh, I stand with neither camp. I stand alongside you, hand in hand, in fact, uh, because I thought this movie was, all right, so two thirds of this movie was unbearable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the, what I say, when it was okay, it's just yeah. like, there was just these little things where I was like, oh, that was okay. Yeah. And then, then there would be ones where I'd be like, all right, fuck you guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to go go ahead. Though. No, 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 no. It's it's absolutely true. Like the first two thirds of this movie, I'm gonna bring out my math pencil again and draw you a little diagram. Yeah. Um, the I first two. The, well, you're welcome. You know, I'm a mathematical kind of guy. Um, okay. okay. So basically, the first two thirds of this movie were a rush to get to the end. Just a fucking sprint, mm-hmm. and they didn't give a shit about characters. Like I couldn't tell you yeah. other than Jin or so even their names. And that's only the only reason I know Jen Erso's name is because her first name is my favorite adult beverage. And that's yeah, it. I only knew the first name. Every like, time any of them said the last name, I was like, what? Orso? Orco? Orco. What, it's Orco. Fuck are you? Uh, Orso. That would have been better. That would have been a lot better. Um, everybody else, there's Captain Spanish. There's the uh, the robot guy. Yeah, I know that guy's real name more than yeah. a character name. Well, that's kind of how like, I spy guy yeah like that dude and then there's uh the blind pseudo jedi and his buddy with the guns and i think that's everybody and like um i called him donnie yin i didn't know he had a character name i was just like wow look at you donnie just everybody uh, being donnie (laughs) an american movie you have to have a bow staff because we saw you fight jackie chan with the bow staff in shanghai nights two or whatever the fuck it was right yes that was the two um and then that's it like america has to see you with a bow staff every time now uh dustin i don't know if you know this but he's asian and he has to know martial arts okay well if anyone knows anything about donnie yen he is a fucking grandmaster yeah in real life legit has actually added moves to his school's repertoire that they teach their students he is fucking amazing His, his thing is grappling right now like that's what he's big into or at least it was a couple years ago i don't know it could change now i don't i don't get like regular donnie in updates but he was uh, if you see this man's grapples you're just like that was fucking incredible mm-hmm. incredible yeah i mean he doesn't, he's, doesn't need a bow staff every time no no can't act his way out of a paper bag either um because <laughs> i thought he was everybody's like oh my god donnie yen he's he's gonna be great in this he was he's not great in this uh <laughs> like yeah, uh, i don't know yeah. He's not good. He's not like people say, oh, look, he had some funny lines um, where they put the bag. Well, exactly. There again, oh, no, another you bring up the bag line. That was fucking terrible. Well, I thought that was the funniest thing that he'd said. Like that was yeah. OK. And that was just because it was in passing as they were switching scenes. Um, however, that all notwithstanding, once again, it was it was just this rush through characterization. We're going to go to every fucking conceivable planet in the goddamn galaxy in the first just, 10 minutes of the movie. In the first 10 minutes, we're just going to rush through. Uh, no, through yeah, Kevin, I, stuff. Kevin, I hated that. I was sitting there counting. I was like, oh, planet number six. All right. Yeah. Oh, we're going back to three. I guess we got through all of them. We got through all of them, everybody. 
Uh. So glad we established all of our set places in the first two thirds of, or two seconds of the movie. And that's the thing. And like the, the first two thirds of the movie were hot garbage uh, on a plate. And the last third, which was, I think, what in your in your bottle thing uh, took us from the very dregs to a little bit over because that was a cool scene. Um, what I liked. I, I like the visuals. The visuals. If you, if you examine about. the military logic of that scene. You're well, like, okay. you're a bunch of fucking idiots, and this is why the Rebel Alliance is losing. <laughs> yep, true, but we can't really do that because there's a certain amount of X factor that goes involved, especially in Star Wars movies. I guess. Um, but what I, I mean, did appreciate, Ewoks got together and beat some shit. So I don't see why guys with guns would be any different. But excuse okay. me, Ewoks yeah. beating some shit is feasible. they took down a chicken walker. They did, they did, and they're savage little fuckers. You don't fuck with yeah. them. They're like the pygmies, whatever, and they're adorable. Um, like I, I appreciated the fact that Jin and Catherine Spanish did not have a romantic involvement by the end of it. Like that was okay with me. That was good for me. The last scene where the planet got destroyed and they're on the beach was great. Um, what See, got them, what got them there was not good because the characterization yeah. was so rushed in the very end of it. It was like, okay, that's a cool looking image, but you didn't earn it. You didn't earn any of that. No, and because I know. it was like they were saying they had romantic feelings without showing it. But let's do the math of how long they'd been together. Let's see. He tried to kill her dad. He lied to her constantly. The only thing he did was say, okay, I'll go with you on the suicide mission. Yeah. That's it. And all I was supposed to be like, oh, they love each other now. He shot her bad guy for her. You know, only yeah. with a thicker. I should have done the Spanish accent. I guess. You should have done the Spanish one, but that's but okay. I, I don't have that queued up. so we, can, we can't go back to that now. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. And they, they did rush that kind of, uh, oh, we're a bunch of, we're a merry band of misfits and, uh, and a motley crew of, of individuals. And then we don't like each other. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, no, we're all best buddies. And we're going to give each other knowing winks and like smiles. And yeah. uh, we're going to pine for each other's deaths. It, it just felt completely unearned. But there was one scene that is probably the best scene in any Star Wars movies, just as uh, Spider-Man was the best Spider-Man. And that was Darth Vader. Darth Vader's scene in that movie was... Which, the, which one? Okay, the one. There were, so the, the hallway scene. The hallway scene. Because that was the only good one. That was the, the only the good thing. The other one was shitty. What, you mean where he made the pun? Uh, yeah, where he made the pun and... Just okay, because like, Kevin and I talked a lot about this, and uh, unfortunately, some of his opinions going to bleed into mine because it it overlaps. So if he does for some reason listen to this, he's like, "That's what I said," and I was like, "Well, you were talking at the time. I didn't get to jump in and be like, I want to say the exact same thing." <laughs> um, when he walked out, it was cool for like two seconds, and then I looked and I was like, "Fuck, that looks like bad cosplay. It looks like really bad cosplay." And he did not have the presence. Vader whoever that actor was did not carry himself like Vader he did not act like Vader and the other actor countered to him did not treat him like he was Darth fucking Vader Mm. and he he that guy should have been fucking fearful because he just showed up to Vader's lair which for some stupid reason was the scene of his greatest downfall or something Hey, I uh, lost all my body parts here. Let me just set up shop on the, this fucking planet right here with the lava. Just as a constant reminder of my complete and utter failure for my fucking family. 
just, you know, because, because it's really hard to build in lava, by the way, guys. I mean, can't just let this go to waste. Um, I guess it's pretty hot property, though. But thank you, man. That was a Vader pun. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that scene was terrible. Yeah, when him going off was great. Them tying it right into the first 10 seconds of uh, New Hope, not so great. I was like, I didn't need this. I'm sure a bunch of Star Wars fans love that, especially with, you know, Carrie Fisher's passing and whatnot. I thought that looked weird and creepy. Just I did not like it at all. Love the hallway scene. I don't know. I took that one guy so long to pass the disc around the door. I was just like, that should have been the first thing you did when you got someone's attention. Like, take this and run now. Run now. I mean, get, if get the fuck out of here, if, if you the are, ultimate, we're all going to die. True. This guy is doing amazing shit. Yes. This guy. Have you seen this motherfucker's laser sword? It, um, is, it is immaculate. No wonder they, we stopped doing this because people are being just, oh, it's amazing. It is just fully engorged. It is, it is red. It is beaming. I'm going to go get this thing inside me. Uh, take this key card, please. I'll be right back. No, and that he, is and he did right he through the midsection. Did took it right up there. Um, yeah, that seems great, but like that's what I'm saying. That other guy, he did not treat Vader with the respect of being Vader, especially well, from what you see in New Hope, where people were fucking afraid of him when he showed up. Like no one wanted Vader to show up. Yes and, and no, though. Like a lot of the a lot of the officers did show him uh, uh, maybe a modicum of respect, but not much respect. That's why he had to choke a bitch. Uh, yeah, in the first one. So like. You know, I, I think the officers try to get leverage with him, so I didn't really mind that so much from his part. But I do I don't know. You show up, that's like showing up to the boss's office and just kind of like mouthing off. It's like that's a that's a fucking bad idea. And that guy did that and didn't show him, especially when he had already kind of showed and hinted at fear with Vader early in the movie. And he's like, Vader's not showing up, is he? You know, like, and yeah. then to just go to Vader and be like, ah, I got problems with this fuck guy. And it was just like, can we kill this asshole? Because he is like the worst villain. He the is, worst. but I kind of liked him because he was, he was kind of so smarmy and like he was just this mid-level guy who was trying if, to get up. If uh, he had been more of a chicken shit heel, Steve, think yeah. about it, like running away from all the danger instead of trying to go to it, he would have been awesome. Mm. But it was the fact that he kind of was the chicken shit heel, but kept trying to prove himself. And I was like, no, you're the chicken shit heel. Run the fuck away. Run well, away. But yeah, I get it. I get it, though. Like, I didn't have that much uh, problem with him because he was talking shit to Grand Moff Tarkin as well, too. So, um, But I did like I that. that was, his, his shit talking was not good. It wasn't good, but he tried to do it. He was he was a coward, essentially. He was trying to be a, a big dick, right? Like, and, and he just couldn't pull it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Phrasing. But, uh, like, going back to the Vader yeah, scene, go ahead, go ahead. that is exactly what Vader has always should have been, right? Like, but, that presence, you were talking about the presence of Vader. I'm talking about the second one in the hallway scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, I think, for me, made up for the fact that he was not the Vader that he could have been uh, in the previous scene. Like, that was terrifying. That was, like, fucking like slasher film scary that was great that was a horror movie that's what vader should be Um, okay but i have a question for you when you're done okay no i'm done go ahead okay now based on the knowledge that the vader scenes were reshoots added to the film after the fact Mm -hmm. how much shittier is this movie if you don't have that and and does it even make the movie good because they had to add that 
No, they I don't think they had to rely on episode four in order to make this movie palpable. They well, okay, look, no, they're, the, the they're simple palpable. Uh, the the simple answer to that is um, <laughs> oh, that was like a me level joke, Dustin. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I just um, wanted to get that one out there. Just. That was that was good. Um, no, that had no bearing on the how good the movie was. It was just a cool scene that had Vader didn't need to be in this movie. The one thing I will say for it is that it had to be part of, uh, of episode four, because otherwise this movie would not be, this is kind of what we were talking about before with Marvel. Like the reason this was just a movie that was only really successful because star Wars, the name was attached to it. It was always meant to be a disposable movie. That's why I don't necessarily have a problem uh, on the grand in the grand scheme of things, with me not remembering their names, because we're not really supposed to. They're just supposed to die. Like yeah. I don't think this story ever needed to be told necessarily. Um, yeah. Well, and I that's mean, I guess my my grander problem with it. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's the thing is when I originally heard about it, where she was going to be a double agent in the Empire. In the trailer, they kept showing her wearing you know Empire garbs and shit. I was like, that's cool because that is the most dangerous job being a double agent in the empire to get him this death star things like that would have been cool like think about that like her having to just pretend and know the lingo and do some evil shit to get this stuff and then get it out to them and then you know a flight for life type of thing but it wasn't that you know it was just uh well she's the guy's daughter and she knew she was raised by this soldier that he happened to be friends with and it's all just based on this kind of like convenient connections between these three characters and uh, I, I guess that was the part that was the most disappointing um, to bring up a point that Kevin pointed out to me was that nothing had any weight to it. And I mean like a physical weight, like a star destroyer is above a city. And when it takes off, like the city doesn't rattle, doesn't move mm. nothing like this is a star destroyer. It's called a star destroyer, you know, like, and then like nothing, nothing. It's just like, all right, I'm just, you know, like when two of them crash into each other later, it was just like, meh. <laughs> it happens all the time. Fucking, that's why we keep them thirty feet apart. They were clearly twenty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it does happen all the time. They probably just are like, yeah, we're used to this by now. Yeah, and I'm just on a giant. It's called a star destroyer because we crash into them all the time, destroyed mm-hmm. into stars. Star destroyer, so, destroyer. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I don't know. It just. It was, it was just whatever you know. Like they just wanted to do a Star Wars movie and. People like Star Wars. Kevin was like, why do Star Wars fans love this? And it's because they still just love Star Wars. And I didn't. Like, I just saw this to hang out with my friend. And that was basically it. Otherwise, I would have been fine never seeing this. Or if, like, uh, an HD cam fell on my my lap. Like, oops, here you go. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll, uh, you know, pause this and watch half an hour at a time before my my son runs away and I have to pause it again. Well, it's Um, it's true. I I went with some work colleagues to to watch it. And... Like, that was the only reason I really went. I was never super invested in the story, not only because of the stuff we talked about, but because for me, um, Star Wars is the Skywalker legacy. Like, that has to be in the movie for me. And I realized in watching this, I'm sorry, maybe I'm that lowest common denominator when it comes to Star Wars, but I fucking like Jedi. And if I don't see Jedi other than, as you said, what was put in as reshoots, I don't give a fuck, man. Like, I want to see... These kind of things. In fact, like the the night that I saw it, I got back and I rewatched The Force Awakens, 
and it made me enjoy that movie a lot more. Um, I really enjoyed it after watching it because it was fun. The, the, the lines are better, the camaraderie and the, the characters were more well-developed. Even if it was a copy completely of, of A New Hope, I still enjoyed it more. Um, it felt more like a Star Wars movie. Carbon copy. For sure, but it was fun. Like, I enjoyed watching it, you know? Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm really, like, I was done before Force Awakens. I wasn't back on board with it. And after seeing this one, like, this is my one, this is my one chance for them. I was like, okay, you're doing... You're taking a big risk and you're doing something outside of Star Wars and it just wasn't any good, you know, and it, and it suffered from the studio demanding reshoots, too. And I don't need need to, you know, I'm not going to say that would have been a better product had we just gotten his original vision or whatever, but it just kind of showed me. It's like, you know, I'm just kind of done with this. You know, this is just your your Christmas movie. You got to have a Star Wars movie. And that's what it is. You know, like every Christmas, you're going to get a Star Wars movie. And in between the big ones, you're going to get these little one offs. And I just. I just don't care. And I didn't need the level of fan service that they had in this one. You know, like the sassy robot. Yeah, he was funny the first couple times. But then towards the end, I was just like, just shut up and die. I know you're going to, you know, just do it already. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just, yeah. I agree. I agree. And it's interesting. It is like these movies are just kind of filler, right? Like it's, it's almost yeah. like, it's almost like a comic book publisher putting out a comic just to hang on to the license. Or it's not as bad as like Fantastic Four, I don't think, but it's still that similar kind of idea. It's just to keep yeah. things ticking over until you can get to the main episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly, I mean, it's like what Dark Horse did at the end when they knew they were losing the Star Wars license. They were like, okay, well, let's just uh, steal this idea and do a story in between New Hope and um, Empire, you know? And that was a, a terrible fucking story. Yeah. And it just shows, it's like, the reason they didn't tell that story is because there's nothing, you can't do anything interesting there. Like what makes the individual episodes interesting is not the stuff in between. That's why it, it jumps ahead. And so that's why I think when rogue one just butted right up into the, like, here you go. Now you can just put on fucking new hope right now. And it'll, it's like watching part two, mm. but you know, better. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, so over star wars i don't even care i mean star wars and star trek are kind of done done for me they're dead to you right now yeah well i'll see how that star wars or star trek tv show goes yeah um, but more than likely i'll just you know whatever yeah that's fair we uh did the catching up part a lot longer than we <laughs> we did, but it's been a, it's been a while, guys. You know, you yeah. can't just jump right into the sex. You've got to have a little pillow talk first. Sure. Let's let's talk some comic books, Steve. We're gonna, this is a segment. We're naming all of our segments now because that's fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. I hope Steve does. If he doesn't, then he should stop coming up with names for him because <laughs> it's giving me the wrong signal. <laughs> So uh, I think I'll let you kick off, Steve, if you're okay, okay with that. Of course. Yeah. Well, well. do you want to... All right. I think... Because basically, we're going to do a love and a hate, right? That's the... We're going to do the best comic I read this week and the worst comic I read this week. Let's just call it what it is, Steve. I'm not calling that's... it love-hate. Okay. That's, that's weird. <laughs> love-hate-prey right. comics. Love-hate-prey comics. That's actually pretty good. That's going to be the new name of the podcast. Everyone. PM. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, do we want to end on a high note or we do want to end on a low note? Because well, yours, gonna, what, from what I understand is a, we're going to end note. on that one comic by that one uh, guy. That so one, okay. 
that'll be our high. Okay, that's that's a good one. Okay, so I am then. I will start then. Uh, let me queue up my shits uh, here because I am really good at radio. So I've been reading this series, and I talked to you about it for a while. I think both of the, the, the things we're going to talk about are crossovers. Am I right? Sadly, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've kept up with the one I'm going to talk about, which is He-Man Thundercats. Did you get caught up? Uh, no, I read the fir- I've read the first two. I have not read three, and I think four comes out this next week or something. I have not read that either. Yes. Okay. So I have read that. Um, I will try not to spoil it, but... I'm loving the piss and vinegar out of this fucking series. I think it's just fantastic. And maybe that's just because I have this perception of people. People tell me that I just love everything, which is completely not true. Um, after I just finished it all over Rogue One. It is not true, Dustin. How dare you? I like very few comics these days, unfortunately. <laughs> Isn't um, it sad the more you get into comics, you're just like the more you hate them? Well, especially right now, there's just such a dearth of like truly captivating stuff. I mean, it's like... It's like I was talking about with TV, not to go on about it too much, but like there's just so much shit that I'm not interested in. Um, and this one, yeah. as we will talk about with yours, like there is a certain amount of, of expectation that you go into when two properties from your childhood are mashed together, um, like dicks in a gym. And it's just, sometimes it's not very, what, what's wrong? Okay. What gym do you go to that dicks are being mashed? I oh, mean, everyone like a, at my gym is just on their own equipment, right. keeping their dicks away. No. Well, and as you can see, I hit the gym quite often, Steve, as yes. in never. Well, I assume we're talking about a gentleman named Jim, um, and that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh. Anyway, so two so, dicks smashed together. Yeah, and which... sometimes that's real fun, and sometimes it's not. But like the thing is that you have to mitigate your expectations with these kind of things because you know it's just going to be super weird to start with. Um, and you, you kind of start from that baseline of what the fuck is going to happen. But you know it's probably not going to be very good. Uh, Contrary-wise, with He-Man and Thundercats, it is really good. Because it just takes the hyper-masculinity of both of these uh, different properties and just injects them with so much goddamn testosterone and steroids that it is ridiculous. Um, I will admit I enjoyed the first two uh- issues like i was really pleased by the first issue yeah and the second issue where it was just like all about skeletor i was like this is actually pretty fucking good like, it's it's super good it. man like basically the the idea of this is that well i'll do i'll do a really brief thing there are four the fourth uh, issue is coming out this week that you'll be listening to this podcast on wednesday uh the 18th um basically uh, not, to, not to horribly date it by saying to horribly date or it. anything, but no, yeah, whatever. Um, Mumra, uh, in his quest to defeat the Thundercats, as always, um, is basically like, all right, I need to do something. I'm at the wits, my wits end. The ancient spirits of evil do not trust me anymore, so I've got to make this last-ditch effort. So he goes to He-Man because he's like, oh, this source of power will give me the power to defeat Lionel. Um, he then <laughs> tricks He-Man... Uh, into thinking he's one of his colleagues and stabs him through the fucking chest with his own sword um, Mm -hmm. while he's still Adam, Prince Adam. Um, And it's, this thing is gory as fuck. Like literally he stabs him through the chest, blood spurting out of his chest, whatever. And this massive phallic symbol, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, Oh, I need to get to that in a minute. Please remind me if I forget. Uh, Okay. And, he so he kills he-man you're like what the fuck 
And then He-Man says, uh, Mumro says to him, do you have any last words or whatever? And He-Man says, or Adam, Prince Adam says, yeah, I do. I have the power. And he calls down Castle Grayskull's power and he becomes He-Man and beats the shit out of Mumro. Mumro goes back licking his wounds uh, to the ancient spirits of evil who have got a new pact with somebody else who they think can get the job done named Skeletor. So Skeletor defeats Mumra, puts his ashes into a drink or a potion, drinks his powers, uh, becomes the ultimate Skeletor Mumra, whatever the fuck, uh, and then decides to go, yeah, I'm going to go take the uh, the power of Grayskull, which he does, and then he basically becomes Skeletor He-Man. Um, <laughs> this doesn't like sell this to you already. I don't know what will. He then, it's exactly what you should do in a ridiculous crossover like exactly, this. Exactly, exactly, Dustin. This yeah. is just like balls to the wall, everything you want to see in a comic book. Uh, and it's it's totally to guys like you and me who know what these properties are. They're not pussyfooting around it. They're not saying, oh, this is going to be for kids. They know that you and I, 30-something-year-old dudes, watch these shows, and this is what we want. Like, yeah. they've grown up with us. Um he-Man battles the mutants uh, and he like knocks their jaws off and just like brutally beats the fuck out of them. It's great. Um, and then he eventually dies. Like He-Man gets killed, like dies, dies, dies. Because he does, I think Skeletor does something where he transforms He-Man back into Prince Adam. And when, pre when he's back as Prince Adam, he still has a sucking chest wound. So he dies. Only He-Man is unaffected by it. Um, in uh, there's a lot of shit that goes on involved with this basically skeletor loses a certain amount of his powers mumra comes back because he is old, of course the ever living uh, and tries to take over skeletor's body now they're in a situation where they're teaming up and have turned the ancient spirits of evil who they've enslaved upon eternia so they're like beating the shit out of eternia and stuff um and now Lion-O is trying to heal He-Man. Um, I won't spoil what happens next week, but it's still really fucking good. There's a great moment with Cringer and Lion-O. Uh, Cringer becomes something else, which is fantastic. Uh, there's a really, really bloody scene with Lion-O and He-Man, and they beat the shit out of each other. It's great. I want to get the um, creative team behind this because... They're really good. It's written by Rob David and Lloyd Goldfine and drawn by Freddie Williams II, who's really good. Uh, as I was saying with the hyper-masculinity, every motherfucker in this looks like Scott Steiner. They look like they've been doing yeah, just pounds yeah. and pounds of steroids, um, which is fantastic. The letters by Darren, Darren Bennett are really good. Um, there's, like, there's, there's all these kind of... Um, what are they sound effects or whatever? And some of them are just onomatopoeias. Yeah. But it's like, all the sound effects are great. Like gash. Uh, there's just like punt. The humor in this is fantastic. I'm going to spoil this one. Um, right. Where Lionel is fighting Skeletor. I've got this all queued up and he, and he goes, feel my magic dark mage. And he shoots him with the sword of omens. And then <laughs> Skeletor, the pig, the, the images of Skeletor, punting lion in the dick and he's saying you want magic abracadabra the future generations of thundercats disappear <laughs> fucking great that's <laughs> amazing uh wow. it's really really funny like mm. these guys are just not holding back at all it's super funny um the one thing i do want to talk about speaking of phallic symbols there are dicks all over this thing 
I'm not even lying. So I want to show you one scene, and I'm going to send you another. In this oh week's... I don't have anything queued up. No, listen. In this, I'm just going to show it to you on this. In this week, this is what happens wow. in this week's issue, where Lionel and He-Man are using pillars to fight each other. Dustin, would you say, is it just me, or would you say that that's quite phallic? Yeah, that it looks like they're throwing two giant penises at each other. I mean, I thought you were showing me Tank Girl for a minute there. Exactly. So, hence why I mentioned the whole mashing of dicks together. Um, there's also another one, which Dustin and I will send you um, later. I think it's in the first issue. Uh, but, oh, maybe I can do this here, actually. Hold on. Let me see if I can show you, because you need to see this. All right. Prince Adam is just sitting innocently by a bed. Um... <laughs> And I noticed this, and I've, I've kind of been trying to look through to see if, uh, if I've seen, let's see if you can see this. I'm turning my thing around. This is terrible radio, but do you yeah. see the oh, little no, bedpost? The bedpost is a throbbing, veiny dick. Yeah. Like, that, and I, I think, never noticed that before. I thankfully. think, yeah. And of course I do, because obviously. I, Apparently I, Freddie Williams II was just like, I'm going to channel my inner dick drawing abilities and just <laughs> put them everywhere Dude. i can pretend i'm working for disney in the, in the 90s and just penis 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 but well that's actually true but look how thematically how thematically appropriate is that for this book it is yeah like that is great i can't believe I they let him do his yeah. bed knobs and broomsticks impression there so oh my god dustin you're killing it today man i'm I, i'm very impressed very impressed with all of these a double entendres uh, regardless, you should definitely be reading this book. This is one of my favorite stories of 2016 and going into 2017. Uh, just mind-blowingly fun. Like, it's just that's, super fun. That's how a crossover should be, Steve. Not yeah. like Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York, where they were the same guy on parallel planets and it ruined both franchises. I was like, yes. oh. Much like that. Or much like the book that you read justin the worst thing i read this week steve was justice league mighty morphin power rangers number one of six they're gonna do six of these <laughs> oh god oh god the art is the only tolerable thing yeah um i don't know who does the art actually burn um, no why does it say burn that's not that's a different well, that's, burn well it's not that it's not John Byrne. Um, no. Someone else. Anyway. Oh, fucking hell, man. Like, they do the whole, this is where the show's going, or, or like the show, this is where the story's going, consequences thing, and like, Angel Grove is just a hole in the ground, and uh, Zach's like, this is all my fault, and then Superbad shows up, and this artist is not great at drawing Superman because he needs the shorts, because it's like really weird. Um, he's just like hovering in Zach's kneeling face with his, his dick. He's like, stand up, Zach. We know who did this. It wasn't you. And then we just see like the fastest fucking scenes ever of anything. It's just like, it's rapid fire. They all get transported looking for Alpha. Zach finds him, brings him back to the base. It's a bomb because I mean, fucking take two seconds to figure it out. And then which, which dickhead is this? I don't know. Fucking Zach. Oh, uh, Zed, Lord Zed. Oh, Zed, yeah. Yeah, he 
he's just like, I'm going to fuck with shit. And he shoots the Power Rangers all over everywhere. And Zach ends up on a rooftop with Batman. And the interaction they have. It made me cry inside. Wow. It just it was so terrible because no one uses it. It's this the typical we're heroes from different universes. We got to fight. We have to fight. That's what people apparently want to see. Guess what? I've never wanted to see Batman fight the Power Rangers. Never, never. And I definitely didn't want to see him basically lose to the green fucking Ranger because that's offensive to me because there's no (laughs) fucking way Batman should ever lose to any of these assholes. Any of them. Yeah. And then at the end, he like Batman calls the flash and then the fucking Zords show up and then picks up the Batmobile and he's like a flying pink dinosaur robot. Batman's been taken by a flying pink dinosaur robot. Yeah. Isn't that a metaphor or something? No, I think that's just a really accurate description of this book (laughs) and the writing and everything. Just a flying pink dinosaur robot. That's how I describe this. Yeah. Uh, It is terrible. I, I know that people like Power Rangers and listen, I watched it. There was a couple of interesting story lines that they did. But overall, the product, the overall product for Power Rangers is shit and has always been shit. And it just it was the fact that it just kept going and could keep, appeal to a new audience with a new generation every time. And that's how it made its money. It doesn't make it good just because it survived the test of time because they wouldn't let it go away. It does not necessarily mean it's good. And when it comes back around, it doesn't mean that like if you have like a really big nostalgia for it, it just means their marketing worked on you really well when you're a child. Um, it's, it's just, it's not a franchise that I think has anything worth doing or telling. Like, it's just not a very good story and it's an interesting concept, but they don't want to do it maturely, you know, and maybe that new movie is going to try to do it. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. It's just not that interesting to me. And so to see them paired up with the Justice League and Tool Batman, I was like, fuck this book, like big time, because the Power Rangers shouldn't be on any level with Batman or even really any of the Justice League. Like Superman could come and just punch all of them in the fucking crotch and that's it. Like you're done. Like boom, he's blowing out everyone's junk. He's like, no vag, no dick, no vag, no dick, no dick. Done. <laughs> wow. Like, that's it. Removing genitalia is one of Superman's lesser known it powers. Is. Yeah. He can do it. He can. Like, snap of his fingers. Like, literally, literally, he just puts it in between, snaps his fingers, it's gone. Yeah, he just goes, say goodbye to your little man in the canoe, and then he flicks it out. He flicks that bean. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's the biggest bean flick ever. Yeah. So... It's just uh, this was like the one of the stupidest, worst things. I don't even know who it's like marketing towards. Like, who's a Justice League fan and a Power Rangers fan? Well, there are I, people out I there. Guess I guess there's some overlap, but are they really going to be excited about the typical crossover for them? Like, this is Avengers versus Justice League to a T. The entire formula to the T. We're confused. All our villains are overlapped, kind of. Let's fight. Oh, we'll get together. Yeah. Angel Grove dies. Thank God. How how much do you want to bet, first of all, before I ask some other questions, that in the end of this series, on like issue five or whatever, Batman gets a bad sword 
uh, Superman gets his own like transforms or whatever. Like yeah. all the Justice League powers get like the coins or whatever. At least yeah. visually, that might be kind of interesting. But I mean, yeah, but it. at that point, it's like it's just this is a toy line. You're just having a toy line, and and it's like that's fan art. You know, mm-hmm. that's not a story. I don't need to see that. You know, like the He-Man Thundercats thing, they're just having a wild amounts of fun and doing it. But to me, it's not fun to see Batman get a fucking Zord or yeah. Zoid or whatever the fuck they call him. It's like, I don't care. I don't need... He's Batman. He's got the Batmobile. I don't need to see him drive a fucking woolly mammoth. That's stupid. Unless it's a euphemism for something. I don't want to see it either. It's not. It's just like, <laughs> he's gonna drive that woolly mammoth. It's just gonna drive it. He's gonna drive it hard. He's gonna go pick up Robin from fucking daycare. I mean, true. I, th- it looks in this picture because I was reading it along uh, that he is driving that woolly mammoth pretty hard. I don't know. If yeah, you can see no, him. he is. That's a, your reflection more than it is anything. But he's got yeah. Zach bent over, and it seems like they're really trying to force zach at the front of this story which i thought was weird i'm like why they've been doing that in the other books too i feel like um i don't care maybe because he's a character of color like i could guess none of them are interesting though why don't you develop all of them well yeah into new characters that would be (laughs) with different names and costumes (laughs) but see it's so interesting to me because this is a story maybe the maybe the licenses or the properties are just too disparate maybe they're just too different whereas like in thundercats and uh he-man those are the two kind of things they they, they go together naturally yeah um and well, i know they were they're out at the same time yeah they had the same vibe they have the same fan base that's what exactly. i'm saying is like there's a slight overlap here but is it enough to justify six issues of a miniseries and 100 variants and boom just trying to get premier status on diamond so they can get a discount ship and their shit and do better profits because that's all they're trying to do folks that is it boom wants premier status with diamond yeah and they will work with as many publishers as they have to yeah but dc is doing that a lot have you noticed that like yeah you don't want to know why because they're taking most of the profits sure sure like that's the thing they're like yeah we'll let you team up but we get the cut of the money like you yeah. can sell all your little variants and stuff, but this is just going to help our shareholders. So yeah. like, yeah, they don't care. They don't care. They're just like, we'll pawn you out to anything. And for the other publishers, they need it. They need it so that you stay on their radar yeah. or that they stay on your radar, I should say. Yeah. It is. It is just interesting that DC is, is doing that for the reasons you said, definitely. But like Marvel is not even attempting, I guess they don't need cause they, they've got that sweet D 40, 40% of the market share still. So yeah. why, why do you need to team up with anyone? That's it's true. like you have bullshit Star Wars comic books, which uh, no one even follows after issue six. So you just like, whatever, just do a new one. <laughs> just pick another character. Give them six. I mean, technically, yeah. we're doing as much as we can, but everyone just stops after six. That's fair. Yeah. It's true. I don't. I have no idea what any of the Star Wars books are on. I just stopped seeing them show up. Uh, yeah, like I read that Dr. Afra, which is the... Uh, I don't know the new one. It was okay, but it wasn't that great. None of them have been really for a while. I don't. Know, I would argue that none of them have been ever. Well, there have been some bright moments in the in the darkness, where they just basically blatantly stole movie scenes. And- no, no, no. It was like that. They've like had legitimately had some cool uh, Darth Vader scenes. Um, Cooler than those uh, miniseries that Dark Horse did, where he just went no. around and beat everything's ass. Uh, he does that basically now, but those dark horse like at the tail end there were pretty fucking great. 
and the the stories that they told there were really good because they had nothing to lose i feel like it's kind of like with with crossovers they just didn't give a shit they're like let's do fun stuff um, well and then i think they had genuine excitement you know it was yeah. before star wars overload so they were just like let's just do some cool fucking star wars shit that's true i shouldn't take that away from them that's that is very true and that those are fun fucking stories those are cool i missed them yeah oh well Anyway. You can get them all reprinted from Marvel. <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> that's what they did. They do. That's how they do, baby boo. Yeah. So uh, I think we're we're at the end, but we're going to kind of uh, talk about one more book from a oh. gentleman we both know Bit and Bit love. Oh. But, uh, one of us knows biblically, I guess. Uh, I know. Um, Justin Wood. Yeah. Good friend, friend of the site, the everything, just an all-around cool dude. He has done his own creator-owned book. It's called NPCs. He's released the first issue. It's available on Amazon digitally for $1.99. I highly recommend you support this, not just because he's my friend and I know him, but it's because I think we both agree, Steve, it was a really good fucking first issue. It was really good. I'm not, I'm not just saying that because I also enjoy the company of Justin Wood in many ways. I am just saying that this was, it is an all ages title, I guess. Is that fair to say? Like so far? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't, don't know I, if that's particularly what he's going for. No, but, no, no, no. But that's the but, thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying though. Yeah. Like that's why it works. Like this is not something that I would necessarily be drawn to, but man, it's really good. It's really good. Like definitely check it out. It's, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of heart in it. Uh, the art is obviously really good. He's fantastic. And the story is not what you would expect, even in the first issue, I think. Like, the yeah. setup for this story has me legitimately interested in what's going forward, and not just because I know the guy. Yeah, and I sent in, a, like, I actually reviewed it for the site that I was really scared about reading it and reviewing it because it's like you don't want to not like your friend's book. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm too... I'm too. Uh, I'm honest to a fault where I'm going to say eh, I didn't. I didn't like that if I if I didn't like it. So uh, I would. I read it and I was just like, oh man, I really fucking like that. And then I had the second thought of like, oh thank God I like that because yeah. I did not want to have to be like, sorry guy, uh, don't <laughs> send me the next it. one. You know, yeah. <laughs> like. But also, um, is, it, is it weird for you too? Because you've got that extra element of I know this guy. This guy, like Justin, has shown up on the site. He does excellent reviews as well but um and he's been on the show and everything else like would you were you kind of nervous about reviewing it and just kind of going yes. oh everybody everybody's going to just think that i'm blowing smoke up their asses and well, sucking this guy's d it was twofold yeah because i i worry that everyone's just gonna be like oh he's his friend whatever you know yeah. he's just gonna do that but then at the same time i knew myself and i knew that wasn't going to factor into my review and that sure. it's like everyone could think i'm blowing smoke and then he's also going to think that i I'm just a total dick. So, <laughs> it was just like, it was like the one review I didn't want to do for that reason because I'm like, there's no way this ends well for me. Everyone's just going to call me a dick sucker or he's just going to call me a dick sucker. So, <laughs> like, but you didn't, you, you didn't yeah. suck the D and uh, no. And I think that that estimation is completely warranted because this is really good. And obviously we are biased in this for sure. Like full disclosure and everything, but it was genuinely a really fun read. Like yeah. seriously, it was. I'm really looking for the next. I I forgot that. Like I was so into the book that I forgot that it was like my friend's comic book. 
Mm. You know, like that's how emerged I was into the world that I for I completely forgot that it was like, oh, I know the person that made this. You know, yeah. like that's how that's how good he is at bringing you into the world. I thought it was it was very, especially for his first like create your own work. I was like, this is this is really good. This is what a lot of indie guys should shoot for. And I wish that they shot for it because I read so much shit that was not even a fraction as good as that in 2016. But, yeah. you know, I, I like not saying that he has the perfect blueprint for everyone, but it's just like, you know, put in the same level of professionalism. I'll, I'll say it that way. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a fun, uh, innocent and I would say revolutionary, but like it's it's a very new take on the kind of fantasy idea and you know what you're getting into this when it's called npcs right like it's there's that there's more than a hint about what you're getting into within the framework of a fantasy story um and i think it's really great there's there's just a really great scene with the main character who's an innkeeper um and this other person that shows up who is (laughs) uh let's say just say a player in the story um and it's great it's hilarious and it's fantastic and i really want to see where it goes um and that it can speak to two friends of his for sure but one who i think i think we have very different obviously as we've illustrated many Mm -hmm. times on the show um opinions on things and tastes but that we both like it this much um should say something about it you should definitely check it out for sure yeah so So where, where can you get it again where is it it's on Amazon. If you yes. just search NPCs or you can search Justin Wood, it'll it'll come up. So a little easier if you put them both together because that's how the internet works. Um, <laughs> but uh, I figured that we could just do a recommend, not so much a review, but a recommendation towards the end of just like, I recommend checking this out. So Yeah, definitely. So there you have it. We have completed a, an episode. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. We have um, arisen. If you're new, then hello. Hey so, there. and if you didn't return, then you didn't know. So, now you do. Or <laughs> and what you don't know, don't show. Yeah. It's like our uh, wives. Again, this is the Comic Bastards podcast. I've been your host, Steve. Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, was, I was ahead in my head. And I was just like, how do I want to introduce Steve so that he feels more ownership of this <laughs> and i started saying your name instead of my own so okay it go. happens all the time you it's say it with Steve your wife Steve. so Steve, there Steve. you go know. yeah. uh no i am dustin he is my co-host steve he is Hi. the lifeblood of this oh. and he should stop trying to say it's all like he's just happy to be here he is, it is he is true it. guys he, i am he, just i am just the placeholder i am he the, is not there's no place to hold. He's holding his own place. I am literally holding my own place right now. My special place yeah. for you, Dustin. Too far, Steve. <laughs> Never too far. Um, but we do hope to have more guests from the site on to talk about different things when we talk about different things, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And we're going to be talking about like new things. We're going to have new uh segments i guess you could say we're gonna i'm calling them segments that's we'll, we'll have segments yeah like some fun shit that we're gonna roll out um so it's not gonna be the same thing every week which is uh something dustin uh, approached me with as well when when relaunching this show which i'm super excited about i think it's gonna be really fun and uh if you guys have any suggestions obviously jump in um we're gonna be asking for a lot more of that too so that's gonna be really fun too yeah we want people to interact with us more and you know, we don't want to just 
talk about what we always are going to talk about. We want to like, you know, be challenged in what we discuss and have different opinions thrust upon us in a non-sexual way. Um, uh, that's why I added that just to steal your yum from you, Steve. <laughs> in a so very that's... sexual way, he means. Sorry. So that's it. That's a, that's a show. I have no idea how long this ran for. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, it's not going to be the same time. Every time I won't be sure it might be long. Who knows? Just like when you, when he first pulls down his pants, you don't know. That's true. And sometimes uh, you think it's going to be short and it ends up being really long. That's what Steve tells himself every time. Yep. And my wife, she still doesn't believe me. <laughs> Why would she? <laughs> thank you for listening, Steve. Thank you for being here, being a part of this. And uh, into 2017 for a new a new beginning. Yay! <laughs> for some shit. <laughs> Something. I, I don't know. All right. That's all. Bye. <laughs>